Welcome to Live to Grind. My name is Brennan T. Adams, serial entrepreneur, inventor, TV creator, and speaker, passionate about helping others create something great and become unforgettable. Join me each week to discuss practical ways to help you increase your income and impact as an influencer in your industry. My goal is to help you take your business and lifestyle to the next level. Now let's get started. Welcome back to the Live to Grand Podcast Show. I'm Brennan C. Adams. I hope you are all surviving your quarantine, and I hope you're staying sane and you're staying productive out there. During quarantine, I had taken this initiative to do a real estate rock star series where I interview other real estate agents from across the country that are rock stars in their space, so the top in their market, they're the top 1% in the country. And I wanted to have them share everything they know about real estate, how they've found success in real estate, and what they're doing during COVID-19 right now to take on the real estate world. So I figured I'd kick it off with my good friend, Brandon Green, who is one of the top agents that I know. Brandon Green is a real estate broker. He is uh, in the D.C. area. He actually, what connection we have is he grew up in Iowa. He actually grew up in Urbandale, Iowa. But he eventually made his way out to the D.C. area. And to date, right now, Brandon Green is a co-owner and broker in eight market centers that has over 1,000 agents, a part of them. And last year, they did $2 billion in annual sales, which is pretty substantial. So Brandon has seen, seen the ups and downs of real estate. He went through the 2008 crisis. He shares what he did to get through that crisis, and that was actually a, a time when they had started growing substantially for their business. Uh, the business is called KW Capital Properties, and again, it's in the D.C. area. Eight market centers, over 1,000 agents, $2 billion in annual sales. It's insane what they've done. And in this episode, Brandon's going to share what he's done from knocking on doors to doing the things he needed to do to grow his business. He talks about how he got through the 2008 crisis and how he relates it to now during our COVID crisis that we're going through, the coronavirus. He talks about different tips in financing and actually where you need to be cutting your costs right now for your business because the times are going through. And he shares so much. I love this interview. We had a lot of fun with this. But before we jump into it, I want to talk about the Real Estate Success Academy. You know, I've worked with a lot of agents all over the country, and I put together this training for real estate agents to help them grow their brand and influence online and to help them attract more leads, sell more homes, and have more success in their business. So I created the Real Estate Success Academy. And what it is, it is a, for one, a group, a private group of the members that are in this, of real estate agents from all over the country that I've worked with, a Facebook group where we interact every single day. There is an academy area. We have over 80 videos with training from me and from other agents like Brennan Green and tips and tricks in terms of things you can be doing right now in real estate. And specifically, this is focused on creating content, building your brand influence online, utilizing different mediums like podcasting, speaking, social media, all this. We're going to go through all this in the academy. Plus, by being in the group, you get to ask me any kind of questions on your business, on your brand, just by being in the academy. So if you want to get access to this training, all you got to do is go to brennantadams.com forward slash Real Estate Academy. Again, that is brennantadams.com forward slash Real Estate Academy. Plus, I do 100% money back guarantee. So you got nothing to lose but all to gain. And you can join today for as low as $49 a month. So what are you waiting for? Join today. So let's jump in with this amazing interview with my buddy, 
Brandon Green. Let's get started. How's it going, everyone? Brandon C. Adams here, and we are here with my buddy, my good friend, Brandon Green, who is a real estate rock star. He's been very successful in real estate. One thing we both have in common is he grew up in the Iowa area. So Iowa boys, we both got the same name too. He's a good friend of mine. We've collaborated in a lot of things. But Brandon has built a massive real estate business. Last year, his uh, market centers did over $2 billion in revenue. He has eight market centers with over 1,000 agents. And he's built a massive brand. And he built a name for himself in the real estate industry with Keller Williams. And today, I want to interview Brandon in terms of giving his best tips on how to grow his business or how he grew his business, how you can grow your real estate business and thrive in everything we're going through today with the coronavirus and everything else going on, which is crazy. He's been through the 2008 crisis. He's been through this crisis. We're going to share it all. But first, Brandon, I want to jump into how did you get your first 50 sales? How did you first start out and, and grow your business? Yeah. Yeah, great. Well, first, thanks for having me, Brandon. I, you know, I love helping people figure out how they can advance their business right now. And you, you've got a, a fantastic platform to help with that, too. So thank you for having me on. So, I, you know, at the beginning, it was very, very simple. I did two things. I knocked on doors and for agents who were pretty successful in the office already and didn't really want to do them anymore. And uh, I got into the business in 2001 and had no network. I had no database. Uh, I didn't have any contacts, though I did have enough sense to think that the people who owned houses probably were in them. And so I should probably knock on their door and <laughs> realized over time that if I knocked on enough doors, somebody would actually a open the door and B talk to me and maybe C and be interested in listing a piece of real estate with me. And so that's how it started is I literally said, six to eight hours a day, seven days a week, nonstop, as long as it took for me to get a listing and off I went. So doing the grunt work, doing the things most people aren't willing to do. Yeah. And I, and it was clear quickly that everybody thought I was a little crazy they're, First they're like, you're going to door knock. Oh my. Right. And then, then, then they were also like, well, how long are you going to do it? And they noticed rain, snow, sleet, hail, like cold, hot, went in and did it. Now, part of it is I didn't have really much of a choice. I mean, I had no fallback plan. I, you know, I did not graduate with a prestigious degree, I certainly have no trust fund. And so a lot of it was driven by survival. I can see in hindsight, though, I think the brilliance of it now with uh, a little bit of perspective is I just got into a massive amount of activity. I just worked more, knocked on more doors, attempted more conversations, and therefore had more conversations than almost anybody else I knew. And that allowed me to be rookie of the year that first year and sell a lot of houses almost immediately. What was your schedule like during that time? So like in terms of schedule of when you woke up in the morning to when you went to bed, what time were you doing the knocking on doors? What were you doing for calls? What, if you can remember what it was like, yeah, no, what I was do, your schedule? I do remember because when I started, I had no clients, no other, nothing else going on. <laughs> <laughs> and I wasn't, I wouldn't say I was a morning person. So I would start knocking on doors around 10 o'clock in the morning and I'd go to the gym beforehand. Then I'd start knocking on doors until 10 and I would knock on doors until I got an appointment. And sometimes that took three hours. Sometimes it took eight. It kind of depended on the day. So I just kept going until I got an appointment. Now, if I got an appointment in hour two or hour three, I probably would continue. So 
For the first phase, when I had really no clients, that's all I did all day long. And then I did open houses on Saturdays and Sundays. Then I noticed the second phase was all of a sudden I had clients I needed to, to, to do something with. So I had to start to segment my time into a second bucket, which was service. So first it was all about business development lead generation. And then it was about business development lead generation and service. And I had to figure out how to segment my days. So I found that, well, the thing that take the, took the most willpower, the most concentration was the business development. And so I noticed I had better willpower in the morning, pushed that in the morning and had some uh, agents in the office push back on me and say, yeah, but nobody's home then. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but if I try to adjust my schedule and predict when people are going to be home, it'll be inc entirely inconsistent. And so I did door knocking in the morning and then I did appointments in the afternoon. Let, and then really held that for a long time. Let me ask you, so what did you, when you went to the door, when they answered, tell me, what was your spiel? Uh, so at the beginning, uh, I had no spiel at all. It was literally like, hi, my name is Brandon Green. I'm in the real estate market. Do you know anybody, maybe yourself, who'd be interested in buying or selling a piece of real estate? That's it. Like, and, and a lot of people overthink that. Like I had a conversation with somebody uh, last week who's like, you know, I've been really trying to figure out what I'm going to say. It was like, it doesn't really matter. The fact that you showed up. Yeah. Show up. And asked and identified your real estate professional and asked anything. percent than anybody does. So I, initially it was literally just that. Hi, my name is Brandon Green. Uh, at the time I was with Prudential. I'm with Prudential. It's a real estate company down the street over there. And I'm curious, do you know anybody who's looking to buy or sell or invest in a piece of real estate? That's it. Now, as I got a few listings, I had more to talk about, and the, and the conversations became more substantive, as I could say, you know, I've got, uh, you know, this listing here, let me tell you about this listing, I had more to talk about then, but for a very long time, it was a very simple uh, yes-no equation that started the conversation. Okay, so you did the grunt work, you're, you're knocking on doors, you're doing all the things that people need to do starting out. Okay, so let's talk about once you started to scale when you got to building the real empire, what were the different things you had to change for in terms of attracting talent, bringing team members on? Talk about the process of growing your team from going just you to 10, 50, 100 agents. Well, so uh, after several years, uh, it became clear to me that I was a really bad manager. <laughs> yeah. right? Because I would try to grow my team and hire people and then they would leave and I would, or I'd fire them or, or it was unclear which one happened. Uh, and that went on and on and on. And I realized at some point after just going through it and failing pretty miserably and losing a lot of people, good people, I think, I realized that the skills that I'd learned to be a great salesperson, which is about activity, it's about scripts and dialogues, it's about personality, it's, you know, those skills to be a great salesperson, managing a pipeline, et cetera, et cetera, are different skills that actually working with and leading people. Yeah. That's a different skill set. And so when I realized, oh wait, that's a different skill set, I was able to then go find out more about that skill set. And so now my day was in thirds. So previously it was generation business development and service. Now it was in business development, service, and leadership activities. So now it was like, okay, I've got to retool my day in order to grow the company and bring in a whole nother set of skills, which took a long time. It's, I'm telling you fast, but it took like, you know, five years yeah. to really 
grasp that next level of skill set. What if you could pinpoint one thing that you did that led to growing the fastest? What would be that one thing, one just maybe hire you made or some strategic move you made to help you grow fast? So um, the two big inflection points, the early one was just sheer activity, right? That, that helped me grow fast as a solar practitioner. The second one, and I'll, I, I will always remember this, um, I had a really good assistant that I had hired and she uh, was with me maybe three or four months. I was like, finally, I got one that's gonna like stick because many, many others in the past have not and I've burned through people. And, um, and then she comes to me and she goes, um, you know, she submits her letter of resignation. And I was like, what, what happened? Like, why, why, what? And she gave me some sort of spiel like, well, you know, I found another opportunity, blah, blah, blah. And I said, you know, yeah, no bullshit. Like what's really happening here? Because I, I can't understand why you would leave. And so she, she paused for a minute, I think probably thinking about whether she would say what she really wanted to say. <laughs> and she says, and, and I'll never forget this because it poked me right in the middle of the forehead. She goes, well, sometimes you're kind of an asshole. <laughs> Brandon Green's kind of an asshole, she said. Yes. And I was... <laughs> stunned and shocked because I didn't see myself like that though in that moment she gave me a, a gift of clarity where I saw oh but I was showing up that way in regards to other pe people that were in my employ that I wasn't actually compassionate and I wasn't thoughtful about training and how to grow other people I didn't even care about their goals and that was not working and so the inflection point for me was my thinking about people yeah, and how the, that for me to grow the level of, of scale and enterprise, I had a vision in my head. I had to think different about people. It wasn't their problem. It was my problem. And I had to make that change. So you had to, you had to think more in terms of how you could help them accomplish their goals within the big goal that you had in mind as well. It turns out everybody is really only oriented to their own goals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's you know? it, well, if you can give them the opportunity to create their own goals and accomplish them throughout building your own empire, that's the key, right? But it's finding exactly. those people. It's not my job to push my goals on you or, or, and it's also not really my job to set your goals for you. It's my job to help you think through that, though, as the leader, it's to align your goals so that the accomplishment of mine and yours allows us to accomplish each other's and we therefore move forward. And you know, that took a while for me to figure out as a skill, how do you do that with another human? So learning, and I love feedback like this, learning how to get better and taking real critical, like constructive criticism to get better. And I think we both probably have experienced the same thing where we're kind of, yeah. oh, we're assholes. We don't realize it, but yeah. we need yeah. to have this really, okay, I need to change. Otherwise I'm destructive for my That's own right. team. I can be a little intense sometimes. And, and that, that really has helped me a lot. Uh, and it doesn't always work. As yeah. a matter of fact, today I had a conversation with my husband who's, he's like, you're a little intense right now. Like you need to. <laughs> oh, Christian. <laughs> yeah, well, it's true. He did. And he's right because I've been on this like hyper triage emergency mode for the last few days because of what's been happening in our world. Um, and that's been very effective, but I also now need to and, and start to, to use some of the other skills I have on the table that are more balanced and a bit calmer.
So I'm, I'm going to jump into the coronavirus crisis and, and what you're doing to grow and what you're sharing with all your agents to do. But I first, before we get into that, you've been in a crisis before. You went through the 2008 crisis and you have an amazing story. Can you share how you navigated those waters and how you came out of that situation and even stronger than ever? Yeah. So uh, there are a lot of parallels that I'm feeling and seeing in the current environment that we're in and what was happening in 2008 and 2009. Many different dynamics, of course. How we got here is entirely different. Uh, in the last crash, you know, the real estate was the center point. That's not the case now. It's much more widespread. Yeah. So you know, it's easy to sort of look at this and say, well, this is different. And it is, though a lot of the dynamics will be the same. So uh, the, a couple things I learned in that, and I actually ended up doing really well during time, and we grow, grew our businesses substantially during that time. So I'll share with you a couple that I've been pulling out of that, that playbook uh, just in the last few days. The first is the, the, biz, the entrepreneur's speed to right-size their expenses is critical. So if you haven't already, like you've got to cut 20% or more out of your personal and professional budgets, or in some cases, many, much more for some people. And some people, it's just like getting a handle on what that is. So for the last week, that's what we've been doing is we've been saying, what is necessary right now? If it is not necessary, it's not happening. Yeah. Not that it can't happen later, because it might, but we're pushing it out. So speed to expense right-sizing is very, very important. Um, The second is how you're thinking about it, right? It, it uh, It is critical right now that we be innovative and creative, just as it was back in 2008. You cannot be particularly innovative and creative if you're stressed. So if you're stressed, then you've got to think about how you're thinking about things. You know, most of the time stress is the, is the thought process of an undesirable future outcome, which has not yet happened. And right now that's very easy. Like, yeah. you know, it's, it doesn't take too many leaps to see the entire world collapse, right? That's kind of stressful. Yeah. But if you think about that, you can't think of the innovative, creative ways you can adjust your business now. And so in 2008, I remember feeling similar thoughts and so thinking, okay, what can I control? What, what's really working? Well, maybe it's this afternoon and that's it. So bring your time reference down to that incremental point in time where you still feel good. Or for what I've been doing, I've also been projecting it way out in the future. So I'm saying I'm both excited about this afternoon and I'm really excited about Q4. Q2 and Q3, if I think too much about it, I get a little anxious. Yeah. But I'm excited about Q4, and I'm excited about this afternoon. Everything else, I don't want to think about. So <laughs> mindset. Um, and I'll tell you the third one, too, is this is really the time for you to build your audience and add value. So uh, people are looking for guidance from professionals more than ever right now. And in yeah. the real estate space, even recently, just in the last 24 hours, we've seen a lot of these new emerging uh, companies like iBuyer platforms and um, non-profit, nonprofit-oriented brokerages almost disappear overnight. And it's because in a shift, people go back to the experts that, that are tried and true, true Main Street businesses, and you're only going to capture that business if you're talking about that, about yourself. Like if, yeah. if, if all of your social posts right now are um, the scary stuff, then you're missing the opportunity of somebody who's looking for a good real estate deal right now. 
right? So it was the same in 2008. Big investor demographics emerged in 2008. I think that's going to happen again now. So look for the market at the moment. Uh, they're, they're being created as we speak. And are you attuned to that or are you finding those things? I like that. I like that. For one, I, I really like cut your expenses. I think people, what happens is they're so used when you try to take something away from somebody, they'll fight you for it. And so it's like, take away some of your expenses, some of the things you really don't need and, and go through your finances. And then again, mindset. I mean, it, it's so hard if you think a month from now, like we could be 45 yeah. days from now still in our home. Yeah. But if you can think about the things you can do today, and I really think you talked about building awareness online digitally and be able to get yourself out there. I mean, we're doing a Zoom call right now. Think of all the things you can do on social media and, and how many people right now are on their phones. More than ever before, people are on social media. So yeah. what, what are some of the things you're doing right now to be able to communicate with your audience through technology? Well, I mean, per, uh, personally, what I've been doing is um, either an Instagram or Facebook Live every couple days. Uh, I've been tweeting a mad storm. I, you know, I, I've had multiple blogs in the last few, so I've way up to my content production. And I'm also starting to think about what are the personal and professional development opportunities that are, are being created right now that are bettering my skill set going forward. Um, so, you know, what are the, the things I can do to educate myself, to coach myself? What are the programs I can get involved in? You know, your Real Estate Success Academy is a good example. Like now is the time. Yeah. If you're not super attuned to how in new age media to be reaching out and communicating with your clients, like you need to sign up. Like, so don't, don't sit around and watch CNN all day. That's going <laughs> to freak you out. Instead, what are you doing to, you know, <laughs> feed your mind, communicate with your clients, establish a solid personal routine, reconnect with your loved ones. Like, this is a really cool time. I, and I don't want to be, I don't want to sound unsympathetic to the people that are suffering because that's a big deal and it's a yeah. serious situation. At the same time, I think many of us are going to look back on this period of time and see it as a great gift, a great gift for our ability to reconnect with one another, to reconnect with our purpose, our skills, our clients. Yeah you know, get back to the basics around expenses, grow wealth, like choo, choo, choo. Like a lot of that is happening right now. And, and I think there's a lot of ability to make lemonade out of those lemons. It, it's so true. So you think about the things you can control, like looking at you were doing traveling, I was doing traveling. I had five, four events rescheduled in a matter of a few days and all happening. And so I went back, okay, I can't control that, but how can I utilize this time? So you're doing Facebook lives. I'm, you're doing Instagram lives. I'm doing Facebook lives every night. I, I'm telling all the clients I'm working with, hey, here's your time to double down and build a real footprint online through your brand, through social media. Right. Because you have all these platforms to be able to share what you're doing. So people are at home sitting on their couch. <laughs> people are, are on their computers. Man. You know, I can, we can track back statistically to 2008, 2009, 2010 and see Today, who the top agents are, the top entrepreneurs, you can see they made it in 2008, 9, and 10. That's when they really got a foothold in the marketplace. And then when the market returned, they had an enormous amount of market share. It's happening again now. We will see in five years, seven years, 10 years, we'll look back on 2020 and 2021 and say, those that adapted, those that built a strong audience, those that were connected and continued to advance are the future big business owners and leaders 
that's a real opportunity for people. Yeah. So I want to talk about, because during times like this, people build massive wealth. People, obviously there's people that go under, there's people that build massive wealth. Uh, Some of the, a lot of millionaires will be made from this experience that we're going through this crisis. And one thing I've been working with you with uh, over a while now is my finances, because it's one thing as an entrepreneur, you make money, but it's also making sure you figure in your expenses, how much you're actually taking home, paying your taxes, everything else like that. And you have a program called Flip Your Finances, which you've, I mean, you've made a tremendous impact in my life and literally saved me in so many ways. Can you talk about with just what you teach people in your program, Flip Your Finances, what are the core things you go through that most entrepreneurs or real estate agents struggle with, with their financial projections and, and just how they can uh, use, where they put their money? Yeah. So I like, thanks for that. So, you know, you hear a lot that millionaires are being minted right now in this, like, this period of crisis. And if you've got a bunch of cash and you're just playing around with it and you're making big bets, good for you. Most people, though, that's not actually how this happens. Yeah. Most people, the millionaires that are being minted are the people that right now are seeing this as an opportunity to get a handle on their finances because it's getting through this phase and surviving to first position So that when the market opens up back again and things are really moving, you're in first position is what creates the millionaire. So what do you need to do now? Like right now, and this is is what I'm super passionate about, both because of my own uh, 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 personal journey around finances and also because I see the need, is the program says, all right, let's get a handle on that by tracking all of your income and expenses, get everything we need in QuickBooks, start to generate and understand and read those reports. Let's reduce those expenses by what they are, the cadence of accountability in place so that that stuff is happening frequently. Let's address what's going on with debt. Now is a good time to address what's going on with debt because this everything is up for renegotiation right now. And that's going to be even more intense in the coming months. So if you've got debt, uh, now is the time to get a handle on that because there'll be some opportunities, I think, to, to, to cure some of those issues. But none of that works if you've got your head in the sand. So my, the big component of this program is get your head out of the sand. We're going to look straight at whatever's happening, good, bad, or ugly, assess it, and come up with a strategy. It's 100 days. I don't think you need this program for the rest of your life. You need to build a skill set for about 100 days, and then I think we'll be able to set you out on your own with some touch-ins. So you can give the audience kind of a background of your own experience. I know, but if you can share, can you share the experience you went through where you had a huge financial crisis, even though you were making yeah. a lot of money? but so, you know, the, so I get into real estate, I was 10 years earlier outdoors, so I sold a lot of houses. And a couple years in, I was like, maybe I should file my taxes. <laughs> so uh, I really honestly, so I get a call, I'll tell you that. So I get a call from the, the CPA and I'm driving down I-95 on the Eastern Seaboard, you know, late for an appointment. Yeah. And the uh, CPA is like, yeah, so I'm going through your financials you gave me, which was like a box. And he was like, I can't see, I don't see any tax quarterlies, any quarterly payments. And I'm thinking to myself, I have no idea what he's talking about. So I uh, I was like, let me get back to you on that. So long story short, I didn't make any, I thought that that stuff came out of your paycheck. I didn't realize I was a 1099 entrepreneur. And so I started what really far in the hole from a tax standpoint. And that took a long time to climb out of. I found myself again in another hole, uh, 
four years thereafter. So it, it wasn't until about 10 years into my business that I was like, you know what, this is unacceptable. This is up to me. I have to take full responsibility of my finances. And the, the, my coach said to me something I'll never forget. He said, your, your financial ambition does not match your skills or your uh, accountability to your money. Ah, they don't that's some good stuff. And I was like, oh, you're right. And he goes, and you, you, that's within your power to change. So that's what this program is, is, a, is me doing that for other people and saying, look, there, there's nothing that you can show me that I probably haven't done. I mean, I was on the verge of bankruptcy. So let's just talk about it. It's one of the biggest elephants in the room in entrepreneurism. So let's talk about it. Let's help people get out of it and get on a better track. Amen to that. Yeah, it's again, it's so many entrepreneurs. You can make millions of dollars. You can bring in a lot of money. But if you're not allocating, for one, Uncle Sam, your taxes, and also how much you're spending, because a lot of people could be bringing in a lot, but a lot more is going out. You got to really take hold of what is your budget? What is your uh, profit and losses? And that's one thing you learned the hard way. <laughs> I learned the hard way. And uh, that's why finding people like you to really hold you accountable to it. And it's, it's powerful, like you holding, holding me accountable. And when you have somebody that tells you, hey, like, here's what you got to do versus you trying to do it yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because it's a lot more difficult that way. Yeah, it really is. Okay. So as we're getting to the end here, what, and by the way, where can they find if they want to work with you on the, for working with you on flip their finances? Uh, yeah. So, so go to realestateonpurpose.com. And then on the top, it says coaching and then a scroll down to work with Brandon. So realestateonpurpose.com. Awesome. Coaching, work with Brandon is, how, is where you can find that. Awesome. Check that out. I endorse him all day. He's literally saved me. I'll say he saved my life, but he saved me. Um, oh, okay, getting to that. If you are in this crisis right now, Brandon, in terms of you are in the crisis, but if you are a real estate agent and, okay, you're talking to an agent and they haven't quite built up as many uh, empire that you've built, but an agent that maybe they're doing 10 to 20 million in uh, just sales they're doing a year, what would you say to them right now in this moment, what do you tell them to do to be able to utilize this situation to their advantage? Well, first remember the market is still moving. Uh, yesterday in the, D the DC metro area, 511 new properties went on the market. Wow. So the first thing to remember is the market is still moving. And I might even go as far as to say we have a social economic responsibility to do our best to keep it moving in a safe manner, of course, giving the virus, though there are ways to do that. So the market's still moving. And I think that helps from a mindset standpoint, because it's easy to get into scarcity and, you know, nothing's happening. Nope. 511 properties were listed yesterday. How many did you get? The second thing is, what are you doing? What's your new routine of productivity? You probably had one before if you were doing 10 million. That's probably not working anymore because of the situation. Reestablish a new routine starting immediately. Uh, and it may take a couple, a little bit of trial and error to figure that out. That's okay. But figure it out. What are you going to do? Get up in the morning, figure out your workout plan. How are you prospecting in this new environment? How are you servicing your clients? Establish a new routine for yourself. This is going to be a bit of a marathon. And then the third is uh, the giving economy right now is really, really huge. So what can you give? Um, your time, your content, your expertise. There's a lot you can give. That's going to hugely boost your Q3, Q4 this year and your Q1, Q2 next year. So be thoughtful about that. You know, 
uh, what uh, people are watching that and that not only is that the right thing to do right now, it is going to definitely benefit uh, entrepreneurs on the backside of this. 100%. People are not going to forget you. People, they'll really, they'll be judging you based off of how you react in situations like this. So yes. how are you going to show up? Here's your time to show up to the world in a positive way, become the leader and, and let people know you're there to support them. Do what you can. Even your, the people that work with you, do what you got to do to support them because you don't want them to go through a financial crisis that ultimately hurts them as well. It's your team. So do what you can to get back. That's right. That's awesome. right. Well, this, this has been fun, Brennan. Uh, where can, if people want to connect with you, where, where can they find you? Uh, follow me on Instagram, Brandon A. Green. Would love to see you there. Awesome. And if you guys want to check out more uh, about me and everything I'm doing, go to BrennanTAdams.com or at BrennanTAdams. Brandon, I'm going to let you leave it with a quote that inspires you and can inspire the audience. What's your motivational quote for today? Well, so I, the, the thing that's been with me all week this week is what Gary Keller said on Monday. Um, Gary Keller, like the Keller, Keller Williams, for those who don't know. And, and I touched on it briefly earlier, but I'll repeat it because I think it's really worth said. Uh, the, the people that in the next 90 to 120 or 180 days that survive and get all the way through to the end and hopefully do well along the way too, but get all the way through to the end are positioning themselves to be number one in line in the next wave. So what are you doing to position yourself to be number one in line so that when the dust settles, wow, off you go. That's some good stuff. Thank you, Brandon, for all of you. What are you going to do in the next 90 to 100 days to be number one in the future? Until next time, y'all, we'll see you later.